Hi, everyone. Producer and co-host Brent here. Um, just wanted to give you a little bit of warning. We had a technical malfunction while we were recording this episode. And uh, for some reason, that affected my mic sound. Uh, I seem to come in and out. I've tried my best to fix it. It's not the greatest of our of audio out of our shows, but uh, unfortunately, we we had gone too far. <laughs> we had recorded the entire episode and it looked fine, and then I listened back to it um, after the guys had gone home, and um, it's okay. It's just not great. You might have to strain to hear me a little bit. So. I uh, just wanted to get that to you up front. The other thing that I wanted to let you know is uh, our good friend Jay Fosgit is uh, doing a run of sketches right now. Um, he, he informed me when it came up that they should still be going when this episode drops. So if you would like a sketch from Mr. Fosgit, he is very, very good at uh, doing what he does. Um, you could probably... Uh, twist his rubber arm to do a Henson character, or you can get yourself done. He's he's pretty open to ideas. You just like it, it just goes in his style, and it's really good. Um, so if you're interested, uh, take a look at uh, Jay Fosgett's Facebook page. Uh, send him a message, and he will send you uh, his rates for the type of commission that he's looking at doing right now. And, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. So if you like his art, I would highly recommend it. Uh, Jen and I own a couple pieces uh, by Mr. Fosgett, and uh, it, I've been really, really happy with it. And he's very easy to deal with. So, uh, yeah. Uh, beyond that, here is the episode where we tackle San Diego Comic-Con. Set your phasers to sexy. So, welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of True North Nerd. Yay! Yay. So, we had no movies to review this week. No. Um, So, but coincidentally, some little convention in San Diego happened to be going on the weekend before we recorded this. So, uh, yeah. We, we weren't going to have a lot to talk about, and then Marvel decided to go back on what it was saying about, like, ah, we don't have much to show, we're going to show off everything. Yeah, just vomited information at us. Well, bits and pieces, but we'll get into that a little bit uh, later. Um, with us is Kevin. Hello. And Ryan. That would be me. And me. Jen is uh, currently still Who's MIA. Me? Uh, Brent. Oh, hey, Brent. Um... But uh, you you may hear her a little bit at in the uh, the special episode that we have coming out after this one, where we recount our adventures at the 
Elmville Sci-Fi Fantasy Street Festival. That's I nice. got it right after Finally. that. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, that uh, will be coming out later. Um, not attached to this episode. Um, where do we want to start with news? Do we want? Uh, we're going to try and portion off the San Diego part. Well, but some of it we can. Pretty much, so. after looking at my notes again, pretty much all the news is coming out of San Diego. If it didn't come out of San Diego, then it came out just before San yeah. Diego. So okay, so let's start with. So it's the, just pretty much here's the news episode. Yeah, there's a lot of news. So Rucker Hauer passed away. Yes. Which is sad for me because Blade Runner is like one of my favorite movies of all time. But he did he did more than that. He was in Sid City recently and uh, Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. Um, he did a a fun yet slightly problematic action movie called Blind Fury in the eighties that I just loved as a kid. <laughs> Lady Hawk. That's uh. He was in his 70s, uh, no cause of death has been mentioned, but apparently he had had an illness of some sort. He was, he was 75 and he was at home in New Zealand, I believe it was. Yep. Um, so that happened, yep. No, uh, Netherlands. Netherlands, sorry. Yeah, that, that's Zealand. where he's from originally, so I, I guess he's still those... Um, any other non-San Diego news, or do we just start plowing into that? Well, we might as well plow into to news. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Um, okay, oh, so now, but this, this one I just read today, back into our streaming news. Uh, HBO Max, uh, they haven't still haven't announced the pricing, but apparently the, there's going to be this huge thing going on at Warner Brothers in October. Uh, so they've announced that they're going to show its features and talk about its pricing and everything. Uh, October 29th. I thought I had heard about pricing for HBO Max. No. No? Because oh. I'd heard... I thought I had said that they were going to announce... I thought I had heard $15 a month. That we didn't know, but that we speculated it was going to be more than... A, than, than DC Unlimited. Well, at least more than Netflix and everything else, because yeah. there's so much more. Um, so that came out. That, that was in the news today. But, uh, okay, where do you guys want to start? I guess we'll start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. So last week at Taika Waititi, that's how you say his name, right? Waititi, yes. yeah. Waititi is signed on to write and direct Thor 4. Yes. They, announced that they came up before, before San, Diego, San Diego. Which is awesome. Yeah. I guess everybody just assumed he was doing it. It's one of those things I'm like, oh, wait, he, he wasn't signed? Well, I, don't I just th- assumed he was. I didn't think for, Thor 4 was given, right? Because we had yeah. three Iron Mans, three Captain Americas. And the, the we, hint of Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody's come out and said that that's not what it's going to be. No. Like. But had he, well, had he not done what he did with Thor Ragnarok, we probably wouldn't have gotten or wouldn't be getting a, a fourth Thor. Right. Yeah, yeah, because Thor two is widely regarded as the worst of the Marvel films. One of the on and on. We might as well talk about everything else first. Uh, oh, the boys! Apparently, the boys comes out. I can double check my information, but I'm checking right now. I'm checking Prime Video to see if it's on here. So the boys is airing starting this Friday as we're recording July 26th. Like Ryan said, we should trust in Ryan. I could have sworn the announcement because I was like, oh, it's dropping on my birthday. That's nice. Uh, but uh, maybe it was they were doing maybe a premiere one, or something. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe at one point it was that and then yeah. it moved. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I've never read the book. I've, but, so I've only really seen these trailers. It makes me, it, I'm interested. It's good. 
Um, it's the the really the next long form book Garth Ennis did after Preacher. Okay. Um, besides Punisher, which he kind of did at the end of Preacher and unto itself, but it's it's kind of like not connected to anything yeah. else. Well, just um, looking at this trailer, they're not hiding, but they're pulling back on gore. No, um, the series for me, I had my ups and downs with it. There was a couple times that I'm like, okay, we're just doing dick and fart jokes over and over again, yeah. um, and then and then he would pull out like some of the the shit that I love from like Preacher, like the the more emotional sort of side of it. So right. I'm curious to see how the show goes. There are a couple things from the comic I, I can almost guarantee are not in the show. Okay. <laughs> it's, it would be especially, like, when the comic came out, not that it was that long ago, but our political climate has changed. Oh, has it? So, yeah, <laughs> so there are certain things that you... I don't know if you would have gotten away with them then... Um, you could in a comic book, but even that was like the DC dumped the boys. Right, it was a Wildstorm book, mm. and then after I want to say after the first story arc, they they basically said we're done with this. This is too much for us to handle. Oh wow! And Dynamite went okay. We'll take it. We'll pay them. Mm. So yeah, um, we'll see. I'm. I'm Casting's really good for it. That mm-hmm. much I, I'll give it right off the bat. But so was Preacher, and I couldn't get into the TV show version of Preacher. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and I guess I uh, did announce they were already filming season two of it. Of, yeah. yeah. Yep. They it, just uh, just started filming like this week. Uh, oh, speaking. Okay, so more online streaming shows. Uh, the Orville, which I've enjoyed the last two seasons mm-hmm. of. Um, it's been announced it's moving to be a streaming only show. It's, it's only going to be to available Hulu. on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Now, what the, that's going to mean for us up here in Canada? Because it's on City TV up here, right? Yes. I don't think uh, that's going to change. Liking. That deal is probably already set. Yeah. But all of the people who like who were like, I'm not going to pay for CBS All Access just to watch Star Trek. Are they going to pay for Hulu just to watch Orville, or is Hulu a streaming service that most people already I have? Think Hulu, because Hulu's got different pay tiers, if I'm not mistaken. Our American listeners, yeah, can, can uh, chime in on that if they so choose. Um, didn't Hulu also? Was, did it have HBO? As part of it, like, mm, were you not able to? No, watch? no, no. Um, HBO <laughs> Hulu, has been its own. Thing. Hulu, when it started, was a rare team up between all almost all of the networks in the states except CBS, and they all said, "Well, let's have a place where people can stream our recent shows." Yeah. And now it's eighty percent controlled by Disney. Yes. So. And is it the other chunks NBC Universal? I think I it's think? Uh, yeah, con- and I think they're. They are selling it for something. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there's a deal there. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things that I think Hulu is more prevalent than, like, say the 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 uh, upcoming services that we know that are coming. And and I'm not sure if it has the same penetration as Netflix, but it's probably if you looked at the numbers, it's probably second place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then another Hulu uh, announcement was that they are doing an adap- adaptation of Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't hear that, but 
I don't know how I feel about that. I love the cheesy 80s BBC mm. Hitchhiker's Guide. I didn't even like the last... The movie? The, the, the last movie. With Martin Freeman? Yeah. yeah. There's parts of... Like, it's one of those things, being such a fan of the books, it... Like, there's parts of it that I really, really like that I thought they nailed. Having... So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> yeah. I think having Stephen Fry being the, the voice of the book mm-hmm. was genius. Yeah. Like, that's something they should carry over, yeah. in my opinion. But um, there's some things that they kind of got wrong with it a little bit. But It feels like such a piece of 80s nostalgia to me. Like, I guess that's why it's coming back now. I guess that... Because, it, I mean... It's a property that it, Hollywood can remake into something. Yeah, it was a radio Hollywood show, and sense. then it was a TV yeah. show, and I don't know if you and, remember and the... the in- you said it was a BBC show. BBC radio show. Americans I've never seen it. Well, it was. The, I, I've, I've the, never seen it. The American I, film did not do very well. I got into it kind of through the Infocom text-only adventure game. Oh, really? Lie down in front of tractor. Yeah, um, I got into it because of Prisoners of Gravity. Oh it was yeah, a book that came yeah. up on Prisoners of Gravity a lot. I got it out of my library and then quickly got the other books. Mm-hmm. And then weirdly, um, CHFI used to have a comedy hour on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. And I guess they ran out of stand-up material that they could use, so they just started airing the radio show really? for a while. So I had I had heard most of the radio show by the time I want I want to say by the time I was like ten or eleven. Mm. It's, which well, is, that's my favorite iteration is the radio. Uh, I love the cheesy eighties TV show. I only read the first Hitchhikers. Um, okay, so I guess we might as well st- these. The uh, the CW Arrowverse, which I want to find a new name for it since Arrow's finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the DC verse, the CW DC verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had some announcements come out of uh, out of San Diego. Uh, with the, each show had its own panel, uh, but the first one was that Brendan Roth was going to be putting on the tights again as Superman mm-hmm. for the crossover. Yeah, which. I don't think we called it in one of our previous I don't episodes. Think I don't he's think he's one of the ones we said would. No. But you heard which Superman he's playing. Apparently, yeah. He's apparently playing Kingdom Come Superman. I didn't think it was confirmed, but that's the shirt that he's wearing when he revealed it at the panel. Yeah. Now, well, at the very least, it sounds like he's because of the... Uh, what's his name? The other guy, the other guy that plays Superman in Supergirl right now, will be Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. He's also going to be Superman. Uh-huh. So it's apparently going to be like Superman from different time periods. Yeah. So uh, Brendan Routh Superman will be an older Superman. So yep. it could be, you know, that's probably you know. Now whether he's the exact <coughs> same Superman he played in the film, that's also up for debate. Well, exactly. But he's going to be Superman, but he's an older Superman. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. He was only 24 when he played Superman in Superman Yeah. It Returns. was his real breakout role. I yeah. think he well, had done soap operas before. Probably. That. Yeah. And I, and I think they had planned for him to make like four or five Superman movies, right? But and to his credit... He's not the bad part of that it's, movie. I no, do not no, blame Brandon Routh oh, for no, for no, the debacle no. that is Superman Returns. No, he he is the probably the best thing about it. Yeah, I want now since we know this is going to happen, I would love for him to be on screen with himself because he plays the Atom. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if they have the budget to pull that off with everything else they've got to spend <laughs> on that episode. That's because you're you're doing all doing that. That's not that's just. 
piecing that two pieces of film <laughs> together. That's not hard to put. Yeah, but you got to shoot them twice. You, you, yeah, you know, they, that's, they've that's been doing that since that. Star Trek in '66. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not saying it's not possible, but they have, the, that'll be, that would be the cheapest special effect. They have they do. decent budgets on that show, but I have a feeling this crossover is going to take out like. Don't be surprised if there's a couple episodes of some of those shows, like Supergirl, where Supergirl mysteriously doesn't have her powers for the episode, so they can save on the flying budget. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> so, so, we got that. We got that announcement. Then we got uh, an announcement that Burt Ward is going to be part of the crossover. Now, they haven't come out and said... He's playing Robin? He's, yeah, they haven't said anything about what character he's going to be. Um... I th- I think it'd be great if he's Dick Grayson, even if he comes out, it'd be like an old, you know, that former Robin or former Nightwing or just that he's a former hero. Yeah, it, it it's there. Are, there because is the older Robin in the original Crisis book. He's like, not could he be? Holy moly, Batman from Robin from Batman 66. Could he be I, that Batman, that Robin? There's a very good possibility. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. I'm hoping that it's. You know, just that Robin, but sh- older. I'm yeah. sure when he shows up, it will be acknowledged somehow. Yeah. Whether, I don't think we're getting him in tights. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's, I guess. Just, he's older. He's a 70-year-old man. No. Um, but you know, the, the, the love, one thing I love about these crossovers, like, you look, last year's crossover, we got the 90s Flash on screen with the current Flash. Even though the actor had been on the show before and he's yeah. played multiple characters now in that show, in those episodes, he was Barry Allen. He just, just was like, okay, you have two different versions of Barry Allen that look different, and it's like, okay, nobody really doesn't question it. So it'd be good, you know, they'll have two different Supermans, maybe even more if you, you know... It's interesting speculating knowing the original miniseries as well as I do. Yeah. That uh, we know that in this continuity, Arrow is ending. I wouldn't be surprised if Green Arrow dies by the end of this. Well, he's, well they've pretty much all all you know come out and said, "Well, well yes." You know, so, so I'm going to give he's dead at the end of this. Spoilers for a 33 year old comic book, but Flash and Supergirl don't make it out of the crisis alive. Yeah, and two of your shows on this crossover are Flash and Supergirl. Well, that's what. Well, they they were supposed to die in the last crisis, mm. but in the crossover, right? But then he made the deal with the with the monitor that. Well, if you make sure they don't die, that I'll come with you and sac- I guess he's yeah, going to sacrifice himself this I time. I don't see that happening completely just because we, we know those shows are continuing. Well, right. saying, yeah. However, no, no, they were supposed to have died last year, but they got spared. Yeah. So I don't, they're not going to die this, How, this crossover. However, that came out this week that Wally West is reappearing in, in Flash and is going to be a, a major character again. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if Barry disappears for a bit. Like it, it could like the that to me makes sense of Wally's coming back. There's got to be a reason for that mm. character to be coming back and unless they're going to kill him disappear. off. Well, that's a. Well, we will see. Yeah. It's a, I, it, I have to admit I'm I haven't followed those shows directly in a while i was really big on flash and supergirl and just kind of dropped off of it after a bit yeah me too but these this crossover is definitely one that i'm like i will definitely hunt out these episodes well and, and watch my favorite of the cw shows right now is black lightning 
but there hasn't been any talk of Black Lightning being brought into this no, crossover. Not at all. I watched the teaser for the upcoming season of Black Lightning, I guess, that was released at the Black Lightning panel. Oh, yeah. And it looks good, but I don't think they really showed much new. Everything was like... Yeah, it's all yeah. sizzle reel. Yeah. Um... Oh, so then now on the speculation, you know, the speculations that we possibly get Linda Carter coming in and playing Wonder I'd Woman. Say, I would take that with a grain yeah, of salt. That's why super rumor speculation. Oh, the that, only places I've seen have been clickbait. But as Kevin pointed out before we started recording, she has been on Supergirl. So it's not like oh, yeah. there isn't a connection there, right? Yeah. And, uh, Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain have both been on that uh, show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's her name who played Supergirl on Smallville? Laura Vanderford. And, um, the... P- She's Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's lots of... Oh, there's lots of potential. Like, there's lots of past shows that they can... You know, I think the, the best one, or the most interesting, would be if they were to bring in the Smallville, some Smallville characters. Mm. And you, if you can get uh, Tom Welling to put on the tights... I don't know if he's in the shape to put on the tights, though. The guy who played Green Arrow? But I think the guy who played Green Arrow... He's on... very interesting to have him to have another Oliver Queen. Isn't he on a hit NBC show right now, though? Isn't he on This Is Us? Oh, is he? I think so. Possibly, but... You know, it'd only be needed for... Eh, Maybe. Who knows? Now, some speculation for what the Arrow... Because the Arrow is going to have its half season. It's going to start before this crisis and then finish with the crisis episode. Mm -hmm. So speculation is, well, what's the season going to be? Is it just going to be flash-forward stories with his with the kids? I think it's going to be some of that because they've already announced uh, John Diggle's son, future mm-hmm. son's casting or something. So yep. I was kind of hoping it's going to be Oliver's adventures jumping through the multiverse trying to recruit other heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Does Batwoman start before or after the crossover? Uh, I believe it starts before and it is part of the crossover. Okay. Yeah. Because it's five nights, five episodes. Uh, it so is a five-hour event. Yeah. Five, oh, only five hours. Yeah. So one episode each of Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends, and Batwoman? Yeah. And it's going to be three in December and then two in January. So it's right at the end of the... Uh, one, month, one month cliffhanger yeah. at the end of the... Got it. So that's yeah, that's your CW DC verse news. Um, oh, so apparently uh, the digital version of Hush got released this week. Oh, oh, they, they showed it at San Diego. Yeah, and I guess it released on Tuesday, and then the home video comes out like next week. Oh, okay. Um, I want to watch it. I want to see it. I mm-hmm. really enjoy those cartoons. Mm-hmm. It's just... the, the, the... Even the bad ones are meh. There's been very rarely terrible. Yeah. Well, the, since they started with this new, more or less the New 52 continuity in their cartoons, they've all been pretty decent. Yeah. The ones, there were some stinkers before that, but once they started with that Justice League War and then mm. to move forward, there's been a lot of Batman. Well, the new ones they announced at San Diego, this is the first year, next year will be the first year coming up where there hasn't been a Batman release. We're getting two Superman. Oh, really? Yeah, we're getting two Superman and a Justice League Dark. Um, Superman. So it's Red Sun and what's Red the Sun. One? The other one's called Man of Tomorrow. It's an original story. Oh, okay. And then Justice League Dark Apocalypse. There's Which is an interesting thing because I, that was one that um, Justice League Dark, the animated movie, wasn't bad. No. It just like I didn't think it moved enough needles to go for a second round, but 
they must have enough faith in what they're doing to not release a, or maybe they're just running out of Batman stories they can adapt. Yeah, or it, or it might have been like the idea when they started it was a little bit of synergy because you have like Swamp Thing is a character in it. Yeah. Oh, season two of Swamp Thing will be starting right mm-hmm. around the same time the DVD's out. Now we know that's probably not the case, <laughs> but yeah. uh, they didn't at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone said like. You, you see the this corporate synergy try to get together, and then every once in a while it just fails. Like, yeah. Our, our friend Adam Gorham's New Mutants comic book series, prime example. Yeah, yeah. That was timed right for when the movie came out. And, and we're still waiting for the movie to come out. And what what his movie? comic benefited from it. Yeah. So... <laughs> it didn't get associated to the movie. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's very different mm. from what he kind of has said he's pretty sure it's they went a completely separate path from the what the movie looks like it's going right oh so speaking of those x-men movies so they know they said today too that with the home release or the you know the video release of uh of dark phoenix it's not gonna be called dark phoenix anymore no they're going back to the x-men Dark Phoenix title for the movie. Oh, do they think that's the reason nobody went to see it? it was because it didn't have the word X-Men in the title? Well, people wanted to go see it. <laughs> it just didn't do as well as they had hoped it would or re- initially. I think I Disney was, was happy with whatever they got out of it at the end uh, of the day. They didn't pay for it to be made. So. Yep. Uh, well, it's pretty much... Shall we jump into Star Trek Corner? Yeah, we'll Star Trek Corner before we go to Trailer Corner. Okay, so before the MCU panel, the huge news out of San Diego was the Star Trek Universe panel. And so much stuff got um, announced. And there were trailers for things that I didn't expect to see because the big Star Trek convention is next weekend. Yeah. I thought that they would have saved some of this stuff for that. But that seems to be a theme with San Diego this year. <laughs> Yeah. Why save it for later? Let's give it to them now. Yeah. So uh, let's start with uh, the show that's on the air right now, Star Trek Discovery. Um, the What we learned from that is that there will be uh, new characters. Uh, the show has made this jump a thousand years into the future. The major actor that's joined the cast uh, for this season is David Ajala, who, uh, if you watch Supergirl, he played Manchester Black on that show. Okay. Uh, so he's playing a character named uh, Book, and we don't know much about him. He's just... Um, what a surprise there. Yeah. A character named... A mysterious character named Book. Where have I heard that before? Um, Firefly? Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. And I, w- I was more going from the fact that, like... They're not giving out any information on the new character. They uh, have they have done some location filming in Iceland uh, for Star Trek Discovery this year. So look for some new. Um, that's pretty much all we heard about um, Discovery. Discovery. Um, let's talk about short treks. So short treks are those short twenty minute episodes that sort of keep us interested in Star Trek between seasons. And last season teased into events of the season. Yes. So we had known going into this weekend that there were going to be two of those and that they were going to be animated. Uh, We learned about four more uh, that are coming this fall. Um, Three of them feature Pike, Spock, and number one. 
So three of them are set on the Enterprise of the um, Discovery era. Uh, one of them has Spock and number one stuck in a turbo lift. And so this is our let's save a lot of money episode by just putting two actors in a confined yeah. space and letting them talk. Uh, but it does look pretty funny. The other live action one uh, is uh, stars H. John Benjamin, who you would know as the voice of the Archer. Archer. And Bob from Bob's Burgers, oh, okay. and it involves many, many tribbles. Um, yes, the trailer is, is ends he with playing the guy that was uh, selling the tribbles. And that... no, no that's, he uh, looks like a science officer. In the original Star Trek, the the guy selling the tribbles was Harry Mudd, wasn't it? Was it? Was it Mudd that had the tribbles? I, no, no, no. It no, was, no, was Cyrano Jones. No. That's the problem with the Star Trek is there's a lot of characters that show up for an episode that are pretty much the same as another character. Yeah, it called. could have been Mud, but it was Cyrano Jones, and uh, and there was a Klingon spy in that episode, if you remember, who was disguised to look as a human. Yeah. They were supposed to be doing a peace treaty with the Klingons on a space station. Um, so actually, the one with the triples is actually one of the uh, Enterprise episodes. Uh, so the fourth live action one is actually going to be a teaser for Star Trek Picard. Uh, so they haven't released really any details about that at all. Nor will they until, uh, yeah. they, until they, they do have that teaser. To. And then the other two are the animated ones, which do not tie into either of the animated series oh, that we're going to get. Uh, in Star fact, Trek uh, Bonanza. Yeah. Uh, so the titles for the six shorts were released and they are called Ask Not Q&A we think that's the one with number one and Spock trapped in the triple lift. The Trouble with Edward, which is probably the triple episode, Trouble with Tribbles, Trouble yep. with Edward. The Girl Who Made the Stars. I think that is the Picard preview for reasons which will be made clear when we talk uh, about that show. Yeah, okay. Ephame and Dot and Children of Mars are probably the two animated ones. So let us now talk about the one that, Everybody, well, no, let's not. Let's let's save Picard till the end. Let's talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks is the first of the new animated series that is going to drop. Is that the Rick and Morty guys? This is the Rick and Morty guys one. The other one is by is for Nickelodeon, yeah. so it's not going to be on CBS All Access. It's going to be on Nickelodeon. It's a kids show. But CB uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is going to have ten episodes, and uh, the cast has been uh, announced. Um, and the cast includes people like Jerry O'Connell. Uh, he's playing a character named Commander Ransom. Uh, I don't know if there's any other names on here you might know. Uh, people that I know from a lot of podcasts I listen to because they're improvisers. Tawny Newsom is playing Ensign Mariner. Uh, Eugene Cordero is Ensign Rutherford. Uh, they're really good voice actors and improvisers, yeah, comic Newsom's actors. Been on uh, How Did This Get Made? Yes. Um, so, this show is going to focus on the support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships. Uh, so, basically, they're the people who clean up and put the little food cubes into the slots and stuff like that. Um, people are not good at their jobs, um, but some of them really try hard. So, uh, basically, this show is going to be about what goes on in the background while a big thing is happening somewhere else. Yep. Uh, it looks like fun. Um, the character designs remind me sort of of uh, Family Guy a little, I guess. Um, kind of Rick and Morty-ish, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, the, 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 the people very much look like, you know, yeah, Rick and Morty-style people. 
Yeah. So, uh, but we don't know much about uh, this show either. It will be released in 2020. Everything that they talked about at the Star Trek panel will be released in 2020. Yeah. Uh, oh, another little bit of news is Tawny Newsom, who who is one of the leads on this show. She's also been announced to be the host of the new official Star Trek podcast. Uh, which oh, I, is the old one ended? Uh, yeah, it ended a couple of years ago uh, oh, because it was involved because the production of it was uh, had something to do with CBS Radio, which CBS sold off. Yeah, uh, and so now there's going to be a new official um, Star Trek podcast. Oh, it's going to be called Prime Directive. Uh, all right, now let's talk about the bugaboo in the room, which is. Star Trek Picard. We got a trailer. We got a trailer. And we got two really big surprises in that trailer. Okay. First, a character that I didn't expect Picard to run into, but it makes sense when you think about it, is Seven of Nine. Yep. Yeah. You know. Why would it make sense? Because. Because. Picard's backstory deals with the Borg, right? He was assimilated by the Borg. She was assimilated by the Borg. They both escaped the collective. Yeah. I have another theory about that. Do you? We'll get, we'll get to that as we talk about it. The that. other character that showed up in the trailer was Data. And that was a character I did not expect to see because Brent Spiner's kept going on and on about how he's too old to be playing Data. I can't play Data anymore. He obviously was de-aged because um, he didn't look it quite looks human. A little, in the looked eyes, a little plasticky. Yeah. The eyes, to me, it was the eyes looked too perfect. Mm. Like they were too circular. Not his oval, face looked puffy, and yeah, it was just it was odd. But, but it's early days yet. That can be fixed by the time we see it. How is it data? Becomes the question, or is it data? Is it B four, the other robot? That's, Jen had completely forgotten about the existence of B four until I brought now, it up. Yeah. Wasn't there a novel or something that came out? Where they kind of addressed that already? They yeah, it's been addressed in like the comics and the novel. And yeah, like I've I've read some Star Trek novels with where Data is back. Yeah, essentially like, they put his personality chip in before. before. Well, they did that at the end of the movie. Yeah, and it sort of sounded like he's got some of the memories, and then later on in the comics and books, they just like ah, uh, Data just came back. Oh, okay, his backup server kicked in. And B4's, whatever personality B4 had was jettisoned. Yep. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> and, and Data came back. But yeah, yeah um, it looks, I'll be honest, this looks more action-adventure-y than I was expecting it right. to be. Now, granted, this is a trailer, so it's a hodgepodge of right. stuff that they filmed. But who do we guess? So there's a girl in this yes. pilot in this in this tra- trailer that uh, is very important, and Picard Being has to help by her. People, right? Who do we think she is? So this is my theory uh-huh. that ties in with Seven of Nine. I think somehow, some way, she's the Borg queen. I I wondered about that too. We get a the good shot of a Borg cube at the end of that, towards the end of that trailer. One of say something about if she figures out who she is. Yeah, yeah. Then we could be in I, trouble. the Borg have to be involved somehow, but also the Romulans. There's the one scene in the trailer of all of those. They look like Starfleet people being herded together, and there's uh, Romulans walking around a catwalk up top, sort mm-hmm. of guarding them. And there's a sign that says it has been five thousand two hundred something days since our last assimilation i didn't catch that, <laughs> oh, that at all. So, so are the romulans using board technology uh, uh now do you want me to make this horrible 
wasn't the Star Trek book The Return where they brought Kirk back? Isn't Kirk brought back due to Romulans and the Borg? I don't know. I never read that oh, one. Oh, I'll have to ask Alex James <laughs> about that one because I'm pretty sure it was. Like, it's a terrible book. But it's one of those things that, like, they wouldn't go there, would they? No. So, uh, characters, uh, there were a host of other new characters. Um including Allison Pill is playing a character named Dr. Agnes Gerardi. She's a researcher who's confused with her place in the world. Uh, Michelle Hurd is playing a character named Raffi M- Musiker. Both those names sound really familiar. Um, they've been on lots of shows, I think. Yeah. Um, she's an unrelated relationship with Picard's past. Uh, I- Isa, Isa Briones plays Dodge. I think that's the girl who we don't know anything about, who is the tragedy. Uh, Santiago Cabrera plays Cristobal Rio, an ex-Starfleet officer. Harry Treadaway plays Narek, who I think is a Romulan. And Evan Evagora plays Elnor, who I think is also a Romulan. I think there's some Romulans in here. Uh, the other character who was uh, actor who was on the original Next Gen, who was on the panel, was Jonathan Del Arco who played Hugh the Borg. Oh! So Hugh is in a couple of episodes of Next Gen, one where they take him out of the collective, and one where they check up on him like a year later. Yeah, and he's got his own little group collective. Yeah, it's the the Return of Lore episode. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so he's back again. Uh, That's a deep cut bringing him back. Yeah. Apparently, um, there um, there will be other characters like that from Next Gen who will be coming back. Huh. Uh, characters who uh, were not on the panel but who have been officially confirmed as being in the show are Riker and Troy. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I kind of yeah. hope, but uh, either way, uh, it'd be nice if Q showed up. Yeah, uh, maybe at the end. Yeah. At the or, end, the, or at the very beginning. Yeah, well, he's like it's... walking through his vineyard, he's like, come on, what are you doing here? This is boring. Do yeah, something. actually, I could completely see that now that you kind of mention it. it is... or, uh, the whole time Q's been pretending to have been his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many ways the show could go wrong. I don't think it will, but like I just keep thinking of worst case scenarios. So yeah, so that is what we know about uh, Star Trek Picard, which I uh, I'm more excited now since that trailer. Early 2020. Ah, so I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're gonna get the short treks probably starting in September, maybe two a month. September, October, November, or. Yeah. When's Disco supposed to start again? Uh, I have a feeling it's not going to come out until after Picard. So we're going to get ten episodes okay, of Picard. Did, that's what I, my question was: is where does Picard and Disco fit in terms of airing? Like it would be a mistake to put them both on at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's well, on, they're it's on the streaming, streaming service, service yeah. right? It's it, it, like it, you drop those two separate. I think I think the ten episodes of Picard will take us from January to March. Yeah. Because Discovery dropped in January last year, so we'll get that until March, and then they might do some lower decks, March, April, and it could be May or June before um, before we get Discovery back. I'm looking forward to both, but Picard is like you know growing up watching Next Generation is yeah, um, and on top of that, 
We don't even know about the Section 31 show that they've announced. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that, that, that's been announced, but I don't think it's started filming or anything. Yeah, because one and of their... That might le- be one of your announcements next week. Or could be. The Star Trek convention is more about that. It could be, but you know, Michelle Yeoh is on Discovery, which is now a thousand years in the future, and she's supposed to be the lead for Section 31. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Uh, so yeah, Maybe uh, that whole announcement of that show was just a big red herring. Could be. You know what? It, uh, it wouldn't put it past them, especially since the other than her, nobody else has been announced for it, right? Uh, I think Shazad Latif. Oh, the 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 half Klingon dude. Yeah, yeah or Klingon human. Whatever, yeah, whatever you want I think that. he's going to that show too. Uh, so. There's so much still to come, and yep. so there is still so so much to learn. And it you will report back from the Star Trek <sighs> Las Vegas convention with all the news. I'm sure. I hope to. I hope to. Yeah. So, um, oh, because there's still the Nickelodeon Star Trek show too that um, that they haven't yep. released any info on. So, should we talk superheroes for a little bit? Um, yes, but there's one other thing. I just I thought of it after. Uh... After you uh, brought all this stuff up, they finally announced when season four of The Expanse is coming. Oh, yeah. I loved that video of The Expanse experience that those fans had at San yes. Diego. So they <sighs> built up this whole thing where they you start off, and it looks like you're inside the Rosinante, the, yeah. the spaceship. And then you go, the doors open, and you walk out onto this alien planet. And so they had, you know, there's a big lineup. They had this. They invited, they invited a group of fans who were cosplaying as Expanse yeah. characters. Yeah. And uh, so they come out, and then they open the door, and yes, the whole the entire the cast, cast of the expanse is standing there waiting for them. So they have to do this whole meet and greet and photos with them. And oh, that's cool. That's a good way of uh, spreading fan love too and promoting your show. Yeah, some of the some of them were almost unrecognizable because they did, they weren't in their makeups or costumes. You know, yeah. uh, like. Um, was Thomas Jane wearing shoes? Thomas Jane wasn't there. Uh, no, but uh, I think Shora Agdashlu was there. Was she the woman in pink? Uh, which one is she? She plays um, Christian. Or... Oh, Christian she... Aversar. No, the no, girl was... woman in pink was Bobby. Yeah, the woman. In... No, yeah, Christian. She had the big. She had the big like reflective sunglasses on. Right. She's great. And Naomi, she I was. See her in a movie or a TV show. You know, it's you know it's gonna be decent. At least her part's gonna be yeah. awesome because she just. I love that show so much. I watched three episodes last night. I always knew it would be good, but I I liked the first season. It's just that there's so. So what is the return date for the Expanse? Uh, I'm trying to find it. You built it all up, and now you're dropping the ball. Well, no. Uh, I know I was disappointed by it because I think it's it's not. I want to say like it's like December. Yeah, it's not until late. It is December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. There you win. Your Google is faster than my story than mine. But at least it's coming. Yes. And hopefully, since it's on Amazon, it'll just be like, here you go, blah. Oh, I, I like a Amazon does both though. I like a weekly sometimes, release. Sometimes they do it week by week, oh, and sometimes it's like here, have it all. Anyway, and there's also so there's a trailer for season four. And like a five minute clip. Yeah. Which if you haven't if you're not up to date, don't watch either one of them. I have been holding off watching those because I have four episodes you of won't season. Know what's going on. I think I have four episodes of season three left. So are are we doing trailers now? 
Yeah, might as well. So we got one of the you know, we got Top Gun, the trailer. Yeah. I, I, the trailer I, looks it, beautiful. Look, it, it's not my <laughs> thing. Um, I, I, I would never say it's a bad movie. It's just I've never. I don't think I ever saw it as a kid. Like I honestly don't think I've seen, saw the whole thing up until two years ago. Wow. So it's like I don't think it looks bad. It's just like eh. But I did not expect the reaction that this movie has gotten. Like on our Facebook page, people were just really excited about it. In public, people are really excited about it. So, like, you know, there's got to be something to it. It's just, it's not for me, I guess. It's Tom Cruise and fighter jets. Now, this one, instead of beach, and Ed Harris. Instead of beach volleyball, this time it looks like we're going to get beach football. Johnny Utah going to be there? Maybe. He's the <laughs> king of beach football. Um, I don't know. Some of the shots, though, like, there's a few shots in this trailer that make me want to see this see this movie at the very least on the big screen if yeah. not in like something like IMAX like the taking off from the aircraft carrier the flying through that valley and then over the mountains it's just like mm. if they don't film that in IMAX it's like then you're missing out on opportunity because that was just it looked beautiful and I like it, fighter jets Tom Cruise fight, flies on fighter jets I think I don't think he flew it because that's a little, those things are a little expensive even for Tom Cruise but Depends. Did he provide one? He's the type of guy who could own a fight. Like, well, no, he may not own one, but the Church of Scientology may own one. Yeah. Um, but the, the, you see the shots from the cockpit. I would not be surprised if that was, you know, yeah, just that's a camera mounted in the cockpit. The guy behind him is actually doing the flying because yeah. there's the it's a two seater yeah, usually, yeah. right? Well, in these movies, so and he's sitting there just pretending and pulling G's. Mm. But uh, I don't. Know. I think it looks good for a teaser. It doesn't really tell you much about what's going on. Yeah, just kind of sets the table. He's still a captain. The one guy's like, "You're the only pilot. The only pilot in the last thirty years that's shot down three planes and this and that, and you're still a captain." Like, what's going on here? Ed Harris being grumpy and old yeah. and in command. <laughs> uh, other trailer I saw was the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Trailer. Yep. Do you guys see that one? Yes, I, I have not watched that. Oh, uh, it. Uh, I will go on record. It looks fun. It doesn't look like it's a particularly smart film. It looks like um, a good sequel to Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Back. And you know what? I, I'm up to see that. Oh yeah, I, I'm good. Uh, good for something like that. And the little, like, I think the plot of it, like the general idea of it, is actually pretty good considering the current film environment. Well, I think the. The plot of it is pretty much sounds like it's the plot of the first movie. Well, yeah, but it's because their film is getting rebooted. rebooted. And like, so they're trying to go to Hollywood to stop it because they tried to stop the first one, which was a horrible movie. And in conjunction with that, we've got the casting announcement of who who is playing Bluntman and the actor playing Bluntman in the film. Oh, I didn't see that. Val Kilmer. Oh, was that? Is he playing Blunt Man? And in order to capitalize on how things are these days and how things switch over, Chronic is being played by Supergirl. Oh, is Melissa Benoist. Okay, Benoist. Yeah. Yep. I didn't. I did hear that. I didn't know about. I just didn't know who that it was. Her. Okay. Which is probably has something that you know. It's probably the. You probably she probably got cast after uh, 
uh, his time directing yeah, uh, don't quote the CW me on this. stuff. A- apparently, she was the first person outside his usual suspects that he approached be- to be in the film. Because yeah. hmm. he's a huge fan of that yeah. CW. And uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck appear, too. Yep. Well, they have to reprise their roles. As Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Well, at the very least, then, but uh, is it Brody? No, not Brody. Because Brody was one of the guys from... No, Brody's uh, Jason Lee. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what his name is in it. Yeah. I used Because he gi- was one of the other creators of Blunt Man Yeah, was... I, I used his, the gift of him going, fictional characters, anytime somebody complains <coughs> about shit on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that should be fun. Yeah. It's the first Kevin Smith movie to really interest me in... In a while. Yeah. He's one of those guys that... God bless him. He's making the movies he obviously wants to make. They just you didn't aren't. want to see Yoga Hosers. No, I kind of want to see. I haven't seen it yet. I, or the I, one I where he Red turns state was really good. What's the one where he turns a guy into a walrus? Tusk. Uh-huh. Uh, that was where I kind of jumped off the train <laughs> at that point. But but artistically, he's making the film that he wants to make. And yeah. There's something to be said for that. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't, hey, gotta give the main credit. Alright, um, anything else? There That's was... it for my trailers. Was there, what else? What, any other I saw the trailer for It 2. Um, if you didn't see It 1, this won't convince you. Me, it's like, oh, it looks pretty good. I, uh, I like the first one. I'm going to sit down and watch It on a nice sunny Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I, I, I watched the beginning of it, and I saw the part where... The little boy put, you know, has his little paper boat, and it goes down the drain, and then he sees the clown, and then you see him lose an arm. And I was like, yep, that's enough for me. I'm not watching this tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much. There was a trailer, and I don't think it came out at San Diego, but it, it's a fairly recent trailer that I don't think we've talked about that I thought looked really cool, and that was for Disney's Mulan. Have you seen the trailer for the new Mulan? live-action Mulan? No, it kind of got buried by everything else in my feed. There was like, yeah. oh, I'll go back and watch it, and I, I haven't yet. I, I saw it once. They've cut the songs. It's not It's not a shot-for-shot remake yeah. like Lion King is. Uh, it's it's a Hong oh, Kong Dragon. It's a Hong Kong action movie is what it well, is. Mulan's one they got to be careful with because oh, she's... Yeah. It's a very legend. beloved... Yeah. It's it, like it's not like Robin Hood where you can kind of fuck around with it. It's, yeah, it's it's it's. I think this is Disney's attempt to make a billion dollars in China alone. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it, it looks amazing. The fight scenes look awesome. I'll have to check it out. Uh, I think they've got a Hong Kong action director uh, uh, working on the it. Disney version. Yeah, it, it's not the Disney version. Is, like it isn't as problematic as some of their films from that era in terms of race casting and no. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, but, uh, Donny Osmond. No, but he was just a singing voice. Yeah. Well, same with her singing voice. Was it was Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Aguilera wasn't it? No, Christina Aguilera only did the, no, it was, it was, um, Leia Salonga. But if you ever want a piece of, have you ever seen the music video from the Cantonese version of the film? No. With Jackie Chan singing Be a Man in no. Cantonese or Mandarin. Wow. <laughs> oh, nice. It's a it's obviously a promotional clip because it doesn't even I don't think it has any footage from the movie in it. Okay. But it has him flipping around and doing martial arts shit all in it while singing the song. And his singing voice isn't terrible. It worked for that song, yeah. like uh, because he was one of the voice actors in the the Cantonese version, which is weird that 
Like, why didn't they get him to do both? Just yeah. pay him an extra couple thousand. Because <laughs> he, spo- he speaks pretty good English. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely yeah. speaks his native languages fairly well. But, uh... So, now brings us to the part of the show where... That we uh, weren't expecting to be talking about tonight. Because I believe our, our last episode, we're like... Marvel has kind of said they're not doing much. There isn't going to be much in Hall H this year. No, and nothing. I guess because Netflix took up a lot of the Hall H panels. Yep. And I guess. And Marvel, we're not talking about any of those. Marvel <laughs> went, well, you know what? We've got enough here to do both this and D23, making who's at both of them. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and take over San Diego Comic Con. So, where to start? Do you do you have a list made? I've got them listed in chronological order okay, of release. Let's go, yeah. All right, let's go through. Chrono- so, in May of 2020, we will get the currently filming Black Widow. Now, this is the first time they've acknowledged this movie exists. Yes, yes. it is. Even though everybody else knew it was filming, no. this is the first time they've acknowledged that it existed. And now we know what the mystery slot is for next year. Because yeah. up until the announcement, it was Untitled Marvel Movie 2020. Yeah. So, and we already know some of the actors in that one, too. Yeah. We got the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Yep. Is playing Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Or at least shares the same real name. He has said it's. He has said it's Red Guardian. Yeah, David Harbor. Shit! I hope he gets to throw the shield at some point. (laughs) And for those of us that don't know who he is, he he was Hellboy too. No, I mean the character. Russian Captain America. Okay. uh, Essentially, there's a there's different. I think the one he's playing is the second one, Um, but he's he's part of their. Oh, I can't remember team. what they. I can't remember what the Russian superhero. You wanted calling it the October Guard, but that's the GI Joe Russian. Because there was Ursa Major and yeah. Dark Star. The worst part is, is they just showed up in the run of Avengers and, and Aaron's run. Crimson right? Commando. No, Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. Which was who I was pegging him to play, but guess not. No. Yeah, what was that team called? Oh, it'll come to me. Remember. And Gargoyle, and the, like, there's a bunch of stuff from. So Gar- Gargoyle, like he was not the not Gargoyle. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah there was a there was a like a with a giant head, yeah. and he was like a super genius. By Mark Hamill, one of the cartoons. But uh, yeah. So then after that, we get our uh, all, uh, our, our fall of twenty twenty, uh, the first of our Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. which will be uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this means that Disney Plus is not launching with a new Marvel series. No, that's another no. thing I, I didn't write in. Um, they released today what, or somebody re- went through all the press releases and figured out what they're they're releasing with. Yeah, holy crap, it's a lot of stuff. Like you're getting the Mandalorian, the Mandalorians, release. they're big, um, right? We are getting those document, those Marvel documentaries, right. Like that one about the six one six and uh, the be a hero or whatever. Those, those things that they talked about. And Joe Kazada's got one too, which is all uh, revolves around creativity, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also you have Captain Marvel, and a few other, a few of the all other the Star movies. Wars, but the last one, which uh, Last Jedi, Last or? Jedi. That's it. It, it. So one through seven are are going to be available opening day. Okay. Plus your Disney back catalog and yeah, which like that is pretty phenomenal. Like yeah. it's, so, there's gonna be plenty of stuff. Plus 
if I read this right, it's only seven dollars a month. Yeah, it's cheap. Have we gotten Canadian details on no. yet? No. Of course not. Uh, so, yeah, and then, um, was it Baron Nemo is going to be the villain yeah, again? Zemo. Zemo, not Nemo. Oh, Zemo. <laughs> Sorry. With yeah. Purple Mask. Yeah. Yes, there is. Apparently, he, they cut into the feed. I didn't have seen the footage. I haven't watched any of the handy cams or any of the stage stuff. He I, posted on stills on Instagram. Yeah. And you can't see a direct shot of the mask. You can The outline looks right. Yeah. So. Uh, so that should be interesting. And following that up in November of 2020 is The Eternals. Yeah. Who That I, was another one I know nothing about. Jack Kirby. Other than the yeah, characters. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie is not playing the character I thought she was. No, nobody is. <laughs> like, yeah, that character's not even in the movie. That they didn't announce her anyway. Yeah, but they've only announced four characters, and there's like what, like eight. A turn, yeah, at least. So something interesting came out of it that uh, now in retrospect. So Kamel Nujami's in the movie. Yeah, he was doing the press tour for Stuber, and I thought he was looking in like he was getting in better shape. And uh, well, apparently, he was working out a lot with Batista. Well, that's the thing is, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel point blank asked him, like, "So you working out to try and get in one of these Marvel movies? Like, you, you go to Comic Con, like." And he kind of didn't like. He said, "Like, oh well, yeah, that would be great." But now looking back on it, that was probably kind of like could feel the red dots of the Marvel snipers <laughs> on him. And it has since come out that I guess Batista did know, like, because it, basically he's been helping him train to get in better shape and put on more weight for it. Because they're, they're now both hoping that at some point their characters won't be... He's playing Macari, I think? Uh, I'm not sure. So your Disney sniper comment... Jimmy Kimmel should do that one time when he's got one of these people on. Just either, red dots. Just fill the guy. somebody that's there for, and, and he's asking yeah. horrible questions and it's just how all these red dots show up on them. Or just random actors and when he brings up Disney or Marvel or something, it'd be like... It'd just be it'd yeah. kind of funny. So the Eternals are, are the, a set of characters that I don't exactly know what you do with on film. The only one that comes to mind is the Neil Gaiman miniseries from a couple years ago. Where they most of them had kind of forgotten that they were Eternals mm-hmm. and were like stuck in human life sort of thing, like living and then, on Earth and then find out, yeah, and dogs. then get reawoken to it. But I don't know if you could do that either. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I have faith. Like you, you, you know, we we've, we've seen them take characters that we wouldn't think would be film material before and do a good job with them. Right? Guardians is a prime example. <coughs> so. Okay, so then following that in that in the the now kind of like the prime February position like where they come out with like Black Panther and and Captain Marvel and get, and now retroactively Deadpool was also yeah. in that spot. We now get Shang Chi, yes, mm. played by a by Chinese Canada's own Canadian actor who who went after the role on Twitter yeah. two, two years, years ago. ago. It was Good autumn, and it was only signed like last week. Yeah, yeah. So. but uh, power positive thinking, I guess. 
Or I, I'm curious to hear how he got on their radar. Now, what's the full title of it? It's Shang Chi. Shang Chi and the Legend of the, of the Ten, Ten Rings. Rings. Okay. So who, someone's been cast as Mandarin in that Tony show. Tony Leung. Yeah. Who is uh, in North America. He's known to nerds like me. He was in John Woo's Hard Boiled. He is uh, a. I don't know who you could equate him to in the West, actor-wise, but he's like award-winning actor. Like he's. He follows the tradition of the guys that Marvel goes out for, just he's one that's not known to North American audiences. Mm-hmm. However, China, Hong Kong, Japan, those areas of the world, this dude is king. And mm-hmm. it was a good idea, both from a public relations standpoint, from an acting standpoint, and from box office. Yeah. Well, I'm sure this money, this one will probably have some Chinese money being made, in, you know, as far as this movie, yeah, like production-wise and stuff, like like they did with Iron Man three and that other stuff, right? And it'll make money in China, <coughs> and they're picking up that lost thread of uh, who the real Mandarin is. Yeah, you know, from a short, a Marvel short that I don't know how many people realize is out there, like we do, obviously. because it's because it was on the Dark War on Thor two DVD. Was it Thor two? Yeah, yeah. It's another reason to make that that that. That home release thing, that video of Thor's. Yeah. Mandarin was the villain in, he was the in, villain in Iron Man 2. 2? But no, the, no. Iron Man 3. 3, sorry, yes. Three. Right. But it turned out But to the be, Ten Rings were talked about... Like the, that, in the first one. In the first one. Right. Because that's the guys in the desert. The the terrorists that like, want the Stark weapons. Right. Yeah. Or, I, I guess terrorists is a proper word, or... Yeah. Well, depending yeah. on what side of the battle you're on, freedom fighter, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, they did, you know, um, you know, kidnap Tony. So. Yes. But it, uh, curious. Yep. Like uh, it'll, this is the year that Marvel, <coughs> like the, this is the the round where Marvel is like, okay, let's see what we can really do here. Yeah. Because most of the films are like Black Widow's a known commodity due to the Avengers series, but. Comic book wise, hit and miss. Well, exactly. it's, but it's you know it's not, they're only their second leading female movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shang Chi is not a character that no, like, like anybody knows. Nope. Or the Eternals. Or like, then the Eternals. The Eternals are, are like now they're they're dipping into like the C and D list here of people yeah, as far I, as the I think general they were knowledge. Brought back again a couple years ago. There was a Neil Gaiman miniseries. Well, there was that, but I think there's been something since that. And that That's what I'm saying. Like, the general is public like a decade old, has no idea. Who, no. Like, I, I yeah. don't know who they are. If I don't know, who well, they the are, characters the from the doesn't. Eternals that I know aren't even in this movie. Yeah, really. Gilgamesh is in this. Cersei movie. and and Fire uh, Star Fox. Those are the characters I thought would be. No, that's a different branch. Yeah, it totally is. No, I know who Icarus is, and I know who Thena is, but... Yeah. I okay, so then following it. in that spring, we get WandaVision. Yes. Which sounds like it's going to be real trippy. Yes. And they've cast a adult... Um, what was her name? Monica Rambeau. Oh, yes. Yeah, from Captain Marvel. So that'll be interesting, because in the comics, she's gone through a couple different names as superheroes. Yeah. So she might not even be a superhero no. in this one. She might not be. And I've heard that WandaVision is going to lead into the next thing that's on your list. Which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So apparently Scarlet Witch is going to be appearing in this film. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a more of a horror bent film than... The image looks Cthulhu-esque. Mm. Yeah. 
So it has given rise to the idea that WandaVision is Wanda going through the multiverse trying to find Vision. And between the two, I almost was wondering if they're starting to lean into Wanda comic version where, you know, especially that House of M right. time frame, you know, uh, Avengers No More or End of, what is that? Uh, the Avengers, you know, yeah. Avengers Disassembled. Wanda, that's it, sorry. You're right. Um, when Wanda's a little nuts and her powers are a little out of control. I, I if, if Steve Rogers was still Captain America and we still had Iron Man, I could completely see it. Now I don't know for sure. But they have also been very good at taking little bits and pieces of these ideas and oh, then yeah. spinning them into something else. So yeah. maybe that, maybe that part of that, and then it turns into which makes me lose. I thought with her showing up and it being the multiverse of madness. So I don't know if maybe uh, I think Nightmare is going to be a villain in um, Doctor Strange too. Scott Dickerson's mentioned them. Yeah, in press I also think like that. that Wanda's powers have never been very well defined in the MCU. Yeah, and they seem he to be getting throws sp- lasers. Well, in the first, in the first, or uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron, it's like, well, she's got telekinesis and she can read emotions or something. Yeah, she can like, influence you. You see, like, and and then in Endgame, she's throwing Thanos around like he's uh, like he's a rag doll. So I think. I th- I think maybe her powers are going to become go from being innate to becoming mystical, like she's dipping into the same energy sources as Doctor Strange, maybe. Yeah, because well, in the comics, it's been kind of weird like that. She's too, a mutant right? witch in yeah. the comics, right? It's like chaos-based magic, isn't it, or something? Yeah, that she well, it's changed over the years. When I first started time. reading her, reading about her, she, her powers were probability manipulation. Yeah. And now she throws hex bolts, and I don't know she can. Yeah. She was studying magic with a with um, with the Fantastic Four's nanny. Yep. Uh, so following that, so that's in uh, May of 2021. So that's you know we're two years away now. <laughs> and we're keeping going. And this, yeah, this train's not slowing down because also in that spring, uh, back on Disney Plus, we're getting the Loki series, mm-hmm. which they've now confirmed is the Loki that we see in. Endgame, yep. his adventures with the Cosmic Cube. Right. So that should be fun. Evil Loki getting up to evil business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, then that summer we get our first little bits of the uh, What If cartoon. Yep. Where they've already started you now bringing back you know, actors. They back show play the, their, their the picture of all the actors who are doing voices on it. And it's pretty much everybody really plus jeffrey wright is going to be doing the, the watcher the voice of the watcher the the jeffrey wright from the i guess most well known right now from james bond the, the daniel craig james bond yeah i know who uh, you're talking about uh what's his name felix uh unger mm-hmm. no that's not right is it no felix unger is from the odd couple, <laughs> the odd couple. oh shit that's gonna bother me now but he's the american cia yeah yeah and then we've got two more coming up in the fall. We got uh, first now they've, they've officially announced fall of twenty twenty one, the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, yeah. mm-hmm. which they have you know when they show this the, the, the video announcing it, totally using the fraction art like that style from that run, yeah, the coloring and showing a silhouette of Kate Bishop. They didn't give us an actress for no, Kate just, Bishop. No. Uh, my guess is she's not cast yet. Mm. Yeah. Or now, they're waiting to, for D23. So mm. there's a video of that 
event like, of that footage that's been you know leaked online. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jeremy Renner that filmed it <laughs> and put it out on his Twitter. Oh. Uh, um, and then you can see. Uh, yeah, because he came the, through the crowd or yeah. something. Yeah. So that's... he's standing off to the side. And he's got his camera, and so he's filming. And then all of a sudden, you see a light pop up, and he's coming right towards him. You know, because there's a security person coming out to to tell him, you know, put your phone away, get your phone. Down. And then uh, you see, the, then you see the light. Oh, and then the light goes down, and the guy like leaves. It's like, oh wait, I guess you're allowed <laughs> to do that's this. Awesome. Uh, and then yeah, so yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. Well, I know yeah, Ed's sure. excited for that. Oh, one. if it's based off of the Fraction Run, or at least a good chunk of it, I'm so there for it. Except the bro. Except the Hawkeye in the Fraction Run is a. Single rundown divorcee, yeah. um, and the Hawkeye in the MCU is a loving father of three children. No, that's very true. But they, like I, I stated before, they can take bits of it and make something yeah, out of it. But I, I don't want to see. Keep in mind now, the, the this... Hawkeye that we that like he became a rampaging murderer. True, it's, it's gonna have to. <laughs> and I think they have come and you know said that it will involve Ronan, or at least there will be some footage with Ronan. Because you have to address that. Yeah, like, over that five years. He may years, not be the, the guy his wife wants back. Yeah, or That's he true. may not, maybe it's part of his dealing with, the, what, what do I have to do to be to be able to go home mm. to my family? Yeah. Yeah, to true. deserve it after what I've done. Uh, and then in the November of 2021, we get Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. And the artwork for that, so you see, it's like screams, like hairband, like no, like well, so metal did, rock. So did Ragnarok. Oh, I know, but so what do you think they promised Natalie Portman to come back? Well, they promised her oh. you get the you get the, you get to use the well, hammer this time. We, we talked about well, uh, with Endgame that the the relations between her and Marvel had seemed to gotten better like mm-hmm. she was at the premiere yeah well now we know that they things must have gotten pretty yeah. good they probably gave her a script where she's not just a damsel in distress she's going to be she's Thor, going to be Thor at some yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah well you have maybe so she probably saw the third one saw that it was a much better movie has probably talked to or had interactions with the director and other stuff seen what he's worked on so when they approached her, it was probably you know much because she got they screwed her in the second one, where they got the director she wanted. Yeah. It was supposed to be one thing, and then that director left. Yeah, they forced her out, right? Yeah. yeah. And who and then she went on to make Wonder Woman, right? Wasn't yes. <laughs> so, just and just even like the footage you see of them on the stage, like he's holding the hammer, he gets down on his like one knee, and like is like presenting it to her, mm. and she kind of like takes it in one hand and. I'm curious how she gets that hammer. Or, well, we don't That'll even know if she re- gets that one well, or not, right? Because yeah. isn't that hammer? Wasn't that hammer destroyed by Hela? Well, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's yeah. why we had to go break, make Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I, I'm curious. But th- what happened to the hammer that Cap had? He went back. The, went back in time. And there's, there's oh, he took it back. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of which, have you guys seen the? Uh, you know how it should have ended. It's how Steve should have put the stones back. I haven't seen it yet. I saw uh, the clip, haven't watched it's it. It's so good. It points out so <laughs> many plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see, there's a quick little edit that someone made of that, of the part where he picks up the hammer in the battle, where you see Thor, he's getting beat up. He's, you know, Thor summons Stormbreaker, and Thanos grabs it, and he starts to push it into his chest, and then 
it cuts and you see Odin when he's from the first door where he's whispering into the hammer, you know, the whole of thief should be him. And then and it cuts back and you see the hammer lifting up and then it cuts back to him finishing it off and then it, and then the hammer's flying around and then it, you know, it goes back to Steve and then you know, yeah, Thor's like, I knew it. And it's a nice little quick edit together for to those to you know, to remind you. Oh yeah. Yep. So uh I guess it's also notable that, um, at least for now, they're not going back on the the characters they've written out. Nope. Chris Evans was not on the panel other than his picture for the cartoon. Yep. And uh, no sign of Robert Downey Jr. for anything either. Other, I don't know if he's in the cartoon or not. Oh, other little bit of news with to go along with Thor 4, though. Uh, they have come out and said that Valkyrie, who's the new king of Asgard, will be looking for her queen... And that they've, they've, they're saying that she is uh, the first LGBTQ, LGBTQ Marvel representative in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Maybe with her becoming the new king of Asgard, maybe you know there'll be powers bestowed upon her mm-hmm. by taking up this mantle uh, and she'll have... You know, the, the chunks of Mjolnir are still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe that's... Maybe Jane Foster gets them somehow, and yeah. that because um, there are so many ways that movie can go, but I, I am interested. Oh, yep. Oh no, for sure. And then they ended the panel with Kevin Feige standing there, and everybody. Then they, they brought out Doing one his more best act. Steve Jobs impression. Yeah. Like, oh well, one more thing, and then um, he he was in, which is now really means the death of the Netflix shows. Yeah. Um, he was Copperhead. Yeah. On uh, cotton mouth, uh, uh, cotton mouth. Cut, on uh, uh, on Luke Cage. Yeah, on Luke Cage. Uh, what's, what's Mahershala it? Ali? And uh, he is our new Blade. Yeah. So, couple things about this. Uh, did you hear how this came about? So uh, the one thing I've heard is that he went to them. Yeah. Apparently, he won an Oscar. Yeah. Well, not apparently. He did. He did win an Oscar for Green Book, I guess. Yeah. So what? uh, Won the Oscar this year. Like a day or two later, called Marvel up and went, "I want to make a Blade movie." And Kevin Feige went, "Well, I guess we're doing this now." (laughs) (laughs) He's a great choice. Um. If he asked for it, he obviously must want to do it. Yeah, he must um, like the character and have some kind of connection to it. The sort of the- so the other kind of cool slash bad thing is, um, obviously he is not Wesley Snipes. Everybody kind of thought that Wesley Snipes might be able to come back because he's been sort of lobbying for yeah. it for a little bit. Um, he, uh, so. Wesley Snipes has Twitter and got bombarded the next day of like, oh, it fucking sucks. You're not Blade, man. Yeah. He he came out and went like, look, this guy's a great actor. I had a great ride. This did wonders for my career. Uh, I look forward to seeing what they do. Like nothing yeah, but no, love for nothing Marvel. But gracious. He, he, so part of me wonders if there isn't something going on there with him for something else. Oh yeah. Like that, that what if series, he could do voiceovers on it and stuff. He could still be any other villain, any, anybody in any of the movies at some point, just because he was yep. Blade once upon a time. Yeah, and uh, well, he was Blade a month and a half ago. 
He was? Uh, oh, you guys didn't, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? In the Shadows? The, the Oh, what we okay. do in the shadows. Okay. He did, I heard that he made an appearance okay. on that. So there was a, the the movie is a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, there's right? a TV series now. So there, uh, apparently a vampire got killed or something. So they call a conclave of all the vampires. And it's just filled with everybody who's played a vampire that Takawati TV could talk into for scale so say, um, but not anybody that's not Brad Pitt that's not Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise they make a joke about why they're not there did they get David Boreanaz no did they get Spike <laughs> Swinton's in it did they get Spike did they get uh, Wesley, the Buffy Wesley Snipes is there via Skype oh nice referred to as the Daywalker. so they, they, yeah. they creep around the copyright yeah. too and he has bad Wi-Fi. Um, uh, I think it, I want to say Batista's in it too. Was he a vampire? No, he just they, he, they offered him friends. the background part, and he was like, "Yeah." It, it, oh, is that the part that he talks he was about talking that they about, wrote um, him in? Yeah, in, in on, the, on Jericho's podcast. Okay. But uh, well, he's there in place of Triple H. Hmm. But the uh, there's a couple other people too. It's just it's a, a nice fun little scene. The the thing of about Blade coming back is there like he fits in, and I really hope I get one of my favorite scenes from Ultimate Marvel Team Up, the the Ultimate Marvel book where it was Spider Man, Shang Chi, and Wolverine. And yep. There was there is an issue in it where um, he is talking to Mary Jane about like it's after Mary Jane knows his identity. Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. And he talks about running into Blade. And at the end of it, Mary Jane's like, There's vampires? I really wish you didn't tell me that. And he's like, Well, you told me I could. She's like, Well, no, I know. I want you to, but like, wow, vampires. (laughs) It's one thing that you're Spider Man. And I kind of hope there's that moment where Spider Man realizes vampires exist in his universe. So, and a good actor too, right? Like, oh yeah, no, he's Oscar a great winner, actor. Yeah. And Moonlight's really good. He's, he's a, yep. And he was excellent as Cottonmouth. That was one of the, the kind of the bad parts of the Luke Cage series is he wasn't in it longer. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, he finishes off with, oh, and I didn't even have time to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, or Black Panther 2, or Captain Marvel 2, or the Fantastic Four, or those mutants. Bye! Yep. So I'm imagining maybe not all, but one or two of those will be talked about at D23. Yeah. They're, they've got to save something. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think possibly the the Disney marketing idea was give Comic Con the superheroes, give Disney convention Star Wars because virtually yeah. nothing about Star there was Wars no Star Wars now. news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what's surprising is what's not on this list. Uh, there's no Ant-Man 3. Yep. I don't know if we're getting one. Uh, I want to see Wasp again. Yeah. No, uh, I, I love those movies. I just, uh, I don't know where it fits in their grand, but although granted, I don't know where any of these fit together. Yeah. There's, there's no Avengers. There's no, there's no, there's team, no up team up movie. No. That actually. The closest thing to a team based movie is Eternals. That actually doesn't surprise me at all. I think they're going to step away from 
Because, like, Endgame's so huge, how do you top it? Well, I think eventually we're going to get the new Avengers or the eventually, young Avengers. Or it's, the, it's down the road. There's rumors of a dark Avengers. Well, like, if you... The synergy between companies, I don't think is lost on anybody who works between them. As much as they say, like, well, we shouldn't follow the movies and blah, 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 blah. That you do have to have a little bit of coexistence oh, yeah. where both works. I don't think it's... Now, maybe it's a coincidence. I don't think it's that much of a coincidence that Blade's on the Avengers right now. Yeah. You know? Like, if you look at who's in the Avengers at the moment, it's the guys who, for the most part, are going to be that next wave of Marvel movies. Like, Cap and Iron Man are in there, but they're, they're not even leading the Avengers at this point. They're just guys on the team. Yeah. And it may be a happy accident, but I don't think so. I have a I have a feeling that like there there was probably certain things sort of give and take with the writer where he's like, I want to use these things, and maybe it's also part of like, okay, good, sign this. Yeah, by the way, Blade's being turned into a movie, so it's good you picked him. Don't for mess this him up. Team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, there was something else I wanted to say about it, too, but I can't remember what it is now. So so now, after seeing what our next run of movies are, do we have any new theories on what the next build-up to Big Bad is going to be? I think it is going to be cosmic-based, and I still am thinking we're going towards Annihilation Wave. That seems to be the prevalent rumor. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And I know, just for the record... We talked about this well before it, this all came yeah. out, and it may. If you look at the pieces that are on the board right now, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. We have a good chunk of cosmic characters. We have uh, with the guardians and and Thor and Thor in space and all that. But you also with annihilation. If you use uh, Annihilus as the the bad guy, as the main bad guy. Oh, and you got Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four into it. And really, all you have to do is you introduce the Fantastic Four in a movie, and then the next one could be Annihilation Wave. Then you just, you know, maybe you have, like I said before, the whole they they are introduced and it's part of the whole negative zone thing, and that's. Maybe their introduction into the Marvel Universe also introduces Annihilus to the Marvel Universe. Like it makes him aware of this dimension, and which makes him decide to try to conquer it with the Annihilation Wave. The only other thing I could see um, is them doing some sort of weird version of Secret War. Just because the characters, yeah. like, other, like, we know what some of the characters are going to be, and that points towards Annihilation. But then you also have Shang-Chi and Blade. Like, you have a bunch of, like, oddball characters that don't They're really fit. The Earthbound. Secret War, yeah. you kind of can do yeah. all that. Yeah, that's true. And then with, well, we have the space station full of uh, scrolls and other yeah. aliens with... Now, it could even be a continuation of the, the Kree-Skrull War. Maybe, you know, some kind of... Maybe. And, um, and it could be something like that mixed in with Secret Invasion type thing. There's no guarantee that if they if they choose to do another big team up, there's no guarantee that everybody will be involved in it either. No, no, they don't have to be. You know, like Shang Chi's the one that is kind of the one of these things is not quite like the other, and 
not like on a racist point of view, but more like he's not he's non super powered. Yeah, he doesn't he he's non money funded either. So but no super suit, nothing. He's got a pair of nunchucks in his mitts. <laughs> but with him got. going up against the Mandarin and the Ten Rings, yeah. So I could maybe even see a team up of you know a rebranding of the Defenders. It's always a possibility. With, well, I mean, Feige did go on record this weekend is basically saying that. None of the Netflix stuff is in MCU continuity. Well, we pretty much figured that out, which is and really sad. Agents of Shield isn't in in, in no, MCU continuity it hasn't since second season. So uh, he said these are characters we'd love to get our hands on, but it's going to take a couple of years before the deals end. And well, uh, Daredevil is available as of I figured it out. I, I want to say October twenty twenty one. Right. So and that's this- available. Like it's because I, I had a discussion with. Uh, Jason Clark from An Elegant Weapon Online about it a little bit. Because his thing is, like, and I don't blame him, is getting, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Wilson Fisk. Oh, uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, but, like, uh, what's the actor who plays? Uh, oh, it's, um, yeah, uh, that guy from that show. show. You the know, guy from Daredevil. He played, played the bug in Men in Black, right. D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, thank you. There you go. Yay. He's getting him on. And the, the thing is, is, like, we know that the some of those characters aren't available until that point. We but we don't know what the deal is with the actors involved in that. Right. It's like, now, well, wouldn't well, you be putting money away to like get him in? And it's like, yeah, that, that that's true. That's, the other thing, but that's he might not three, be available three years from now. And you know what? We never thought he'd be that good as Kingpin. No, Who I didn't. All, I went on record. I didn't like him in first season. By the t- third, I'm no. like, give me fucking more. They can easily find. No, maybe not easily, but I would not put it past them to find someone else to come in and play the character again. You know, and be just as good. Yeah, although he's one that like age wouldn't affect him playing that character. You know yeah. what I mean? He. he yeah. Well, uh, unless the other unless characters. He, has something happen while he ages well, like himself, yeah, like a, that, the person. But uh, like, if all goes normal aging for him without illness or accident, yeah. he'd be okay to do it. But at the same time, it's like he doesn't know what he's doing in three years. Yeah. He's an actor. It, like he's probably D'Onofrio in particular is probably okay. But a lot of those other guys that like this was the first real good size break of their careers, yeah. right? They they've got to capitalize on it and like uh, what's his name Mike Colton the uh, the Luke Cage actor he's got a new TV show coming out so if that does well he might be locked up you know yeah. it's it, it, it's a shame that it, those two sides couldn't have worked out their differences and worked yeah. together yeah but at the same time is you know I I have no doubt some of them we won't we will see eventually. The other thing that I guess it's out of Marvel's control, but that they didn't talk about at all is Spider Man. There's no talk of another Spider Man movie, but because that's Sony, and uh, it's so recent, they might not have anything to talk about. Right? Yeah, but I'm surprised. You know, even after like, you almost think that they'd be like, "Yep, there's going to be another Spider Man movie." It's yeah. not any time. You know, it won't be for another two or three years. At this point, but... But it, it, that may have depended on the, the factors we don't know or think about. Like, yeah. okay, so for... Um, what's his name? The the dude who... Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man. Right. He's doing another movie right now. He may just not have been available this weekend. And yeah. if you don't have him for a panel, 
where you don't have much to say about the new Spider-Man, there's no real point in it. Here's another thing that I just thought of, too, and a reason that, that our lineup could be looking a little weird right now, is the current present day of the MCU is the year 2023. Yeah, yeah. So that gives us four years to play catch-up to the MCU. Mm, true. So, I mean, that's well, why we're we getting a Black, Black Widow, Widow flashback a, movie. Flashback. And, uh, or at least part of it is. Yeah. We don't know if all of it it's is. True. That's true. So. Uh, the Eternals, who knows? Even if it's in space, yeah, you know. it, it, it could end up in that weird timeline like Guardians is. Yeah. Or it could be one of those things that maybe, like, if they go your route of them not knowing their Eternals and then starting to remember their Eternals, maybe it'll be. Coming back from the blip causes them to remember their Eternals. Yeah, do you maybe think... people coming back from the blip makes them mute, makes them mutant genes start mm-hmm. to activate. Do you think we could ever see um, some of like the other genre characters that Marvel has? Like, I'm thinking, like, could we ever see a Marvel Studios Western, like the Two Gun Kid, or? I wouldn't be surprised if you see stuff like that not attached with the Marvel right. name, per right. se. Kind of like how we would see those characters, like the Vertigo characters with in in these, in those movies where they got them. They right. had like the Vertigo label on it. I don't right. know what they would do in that case. Or, or it just wouldn't be acknowledged. Like Venom's an example of that. To, right. a, to a kind of a lesser extent. Yeah, it's a superhero movie. But if you watch that movie and had no idea that he came out of Spider-Man, right? Is, is there's no sign of Spider-Man in that movie, right? And yeah. So you still get I would be surprised. But they're gonna they're, they're going to start mining some of these other characters. Or like a things. Sergeant Fury in his Howling Commandos movie, like just a, a balls out war movie. Maybe we kind of got that with Captain America: The First Avenger. Kind of. Uh, it's a, I, I, I could or see a the Millie the model. <laughs> I could see that in like some weird sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like a, like that could be their Riverdale. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, oh, I did read somewhere that uh, the guy that plays Archie apparently auditioned for something for Marvel. Was it Spider Man? I don't know if he I said. Th- I, I I don't think he said what. No. Oh, I thought I read someone what it was. Yeah. I just read the headline. It could have been a thing that, well, if, and maybe Spider Man, but it would have had to have been in the past. Yeah. So that's it for that's, Marvel news. Yeah. That took up a half an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we got some new toy announcements, but I don't even remember at this point. Oh, oh yeah, other than Unicron. Yeah, I'm not oh allowed to buy God. him. Oh, my God. It's like $600 <laughs> worth of Transformer. It's like. Oh, two feet tall, transforms into an actual round planet with the rings, comes with a stand. Oh, it's... There's a payment plan. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this episode. Anybody got a geek pick? Sure. Go for uh, it. I'm just going to say that I like Young Justice, and that was one, one thing we didn't talk about, that oh, yeah. they got announced for a fourth season at Comic-Con this week. Yes, they did. I don't think I heard that. Well, I am happy about that. Yeah. So DC Universe is sticking around for one more year because we're getting a season four. No, 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 no. They, they also yeah. own HBO Max. 
Yeah, that's true. Doesn't mean DC Universe is too. It was at the DC Universe panel when it got announced that Young Justice is coming back. Young Justice is sticking around for more. Yeah, yeah. So I'm one of the best versions of the all those characters out there. Yeah, yeah. I like what they've done with that team that they've just put together. Where we are on Teletoon. Yes, with the 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 new outsiders. The new outsiders, yeah. So Young Justice, yay, yay, good pick. Next, right. Um, Young oh. Justice. Young Justice. No. Uh, so I just watched Ver- the the new Veronica season of Veronica Mars. Oh yeah, the, because have- it quietly got dropped. Yes, like a, it just like- was like. Blah. Yep. They had a panel at San Diego and said, "Oh, by the way, it's we released it yesterday, right?" Yeah, something like that. Which is kind of it's what a they did for series, the movie right? too. It was a, a week early. Prime. Prime or Hulu? It's a service we don't have in Canada. But I watched it anyway. Shh. Um. Anyway. To America and watched it. Uh. Never really was a you know a watcher of Veronica Mars like the show because. Uh, I think the only time I ever knew it was on was you catch like the odd random episode on like Bravo on like a weekend. So I never knew it was on when it was on to be able to watch it yeah. when it was originally airing. Watched the uh, fan, the, uh, the the movie. The crowdsourced movie. The crowdsourced, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, the crowdsourced movie. Enjoyed it. Uh, so when they said they were making a season, well, so eight episodes. So I pretty much binged that over the last few days. And uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. No, and the, the, the ending, oh, gets you. And uh, yeah, no, if you get a chance, like it's still Veronica Mars, like so, it's still you know the, uh, the the status quo after the movie was, you know, she was back home in wherever the hell that city, that town that she lived in, and she was working with her dad at the detective agency, or being a PI. And so she's still a PI. There's mysteries going on. There's stuff to be figured out, and pretty much it's one overarching story. Kristen Bell's really good at picking material. Yeah, and she's it's... really good in this in this season. So, so yeah, Veronica, the new Veronica Mars season gets my pick. Brent. Alrighty, uh, mine's a little bit of a throwback because of something else that got announced on one of the comic panels. That wasn't a, a big thing, but um, Darwin Cook's uh, adaptations of Donald Westlake's Parker novels. Oh, those are so good. I started rereading them uh, because they announced uh, they did an oversized version that contained the first two. Uh, I want to say like years ago. I think Cook, uh, Cook was still alive when it came out. Like an oversized hardcover. Oh, did they? Called the Martini Edition. Oh. Because um, the ones I've got are the ones that are like almost like paperback size. Yeah. And I love that format. Yeah. But they've announced that they're finally getting together and collecting the other books into another uh. of the Martini Editions. Uh, there was a... IDW did like their, their kind of like collected hardcover... Uh, thing because uh, oh I, uh, that's something we could have talked about but I'll, maybe I'll bring it up later another episode um, and that was one of the things that brought up and I'm just glad it's being collected again and reprinted because they're so good it, it, it's weird that the the best thing about one of the best things about Darwin Cook's comic career was something he didn't fully write he adapted 
but he brought like every tool that he had goes into those books and they're just fantastic they're, uh, they're probably the the best adaption of that character outside of like just the the regular novels so um I'm, I'm pretty sure if you look around you can find them fairly cheap like the, the copies i have or you can wait a couple months and get the big oversized ones because the nice. first one's going back to print and the second one's being printed. So you can get them all in very nice oversized editions because IDW does that really, really oh, well. Oh, no, they're, they're good at those. Yeah. So um, that's it for this episode. There will be a special episode coming up in a week where it's a little bit of interviews and stuff that we did at... Uh, the Elmville Sci-Fi Fantasy Street Festival. Bingo. That's what it was. That's what it was. Which we had fun, but it was very hot. Yes. So Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you for listening. Good night. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to True North Nerds. You can find us at our website, truenorthnerds.com. Various social medias like Twitter. Facebook, Spotify, Instagram. Uh, I think that might be it, but there might be more, and they're all under True North Nerds. Theme song by Kirby Crackle. You can find this song, Set Your Phasers to Sexy, and others that are just as awesome at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. Thank you for listening. There will be another special episode in a week. Until then... Where are the donuts made? Set your phasers to sexy. It's the way you read your books that